Hey, this is the Nobody Likes Casey McLean podcast. Please check out my stand-up dates at thecaseymcclain.com. Also, follow me on all social media at thecaseymcclain. Check out stand-up clips and videos of mine at youtube.com slash McLean. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Anchor is where I host this podcast. It's where the file sits. It's also a great place if you want to start a podcast where you can record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When you're hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast to all the listening platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Whatever you're listening to this podcast on, you can get your podcast to that platform very easily. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, everybody. This is another episode of Nobody Likes Casey McLean. Another Thursday episode, another attempt at recording two of these per week. Uh, you're going to get me while I'm making coffee. I make coffee. <clears throat> First thing, just cough right into the microphone. I'm a very hip coffee drinker. I have a, uh, what's called a Hario pour over. Uh, I have, God, what do I have? I think I have five methods of brewing coffee at home. I have a very nice espresso machine. Oh my God. I've never tried to make coffee and podcasts at the same time. I have a very nice espresso machine. I have a drip coffee machine. Hario pour over. I have what's called a Chemex. I have a French press. And I have an AeroPress. So six methods of brewing coffee. All while I am trying to cut back on drinking coffee. Um, My goal is to get down to two cups a day. I had three yesterday. It's not really a constant that I need. I just want it to be... uh, I want it to have an impact. You know what I mean? So this might not be the most acoustically pleasing podcast because I'm walking around my kitchen. I'm heating up some water. <clears throat> I did a show yesterday. Um, and a couple podcast listeners were at the show. That was nice. Uh, Airport Tavern, which, by the way, come on out, please. I, I think I'm going to make all the shows there free admission. Um, until it doesn't make sense anymore until we have so many audience members that we have to start turning people away or filtering by, um, money spent on tickets. We could have used a little bit of audience filtration yesterday, uh, at a point. So it's pretty sparsely attended show when it, when the show started, there were three, well, there were technically four audience members. One of them was a comic who came to watch and I just let him do a little bit of time in the middle of the show. Um, and then partway into the show, I guess I'm dealing with problem audience members. That's what this podcast has become is a problem audience member commentary. <clears throat> so this guy walks in during um, this comedian named Mike Hansen during his set. He's doing five minutes that are like, they kind of hold the place of an intermission on the show because I don't want an intermission on the show. And so it's like normally what I would do is I would just vamp, talk some shit, but he showed up. So this is a spot like I, 
he's a newer comic like let's give it let's let him get on stage so he did and about i don't know a minute before his set got over a man walks in with his uh um i don't know if it's his girlfriend wife whatever but they they come into this room together and i could tell he's going to be a problem immediately because she sits down at a table and he stands and has his arm rested on this enormous speaker that's on the stage and he doesn't she's like telling him to sit down he doesn't sit down then i go up on stage and i'm about to introduce the next comic and she's like sit down sit down sit down i'm like yeah dude sit down fucking what are you doing like sit down and uh he's like oh no i'm good here and i'm like ah this is i have a feeling this guy is going to be a problem at some point in this show and uh I also don't have a lot of faith that his girlfriend has a real handle on him. You know, like I need, I need a, a lady. I need this lady to have a real handle on him. Take care of this man. Let's figure this guy out. Let's, let's crack the code that'll get him to behave. And so he's doing this thing. That's like very disrespectful to comics, by the way, if you're ever at a small show where you even have access to do this, he's got it one foot on the stage. He's like, Leaning up like Captain Morgan posing against the speaker with one of his feet on the stage, which is a problem. But we're we're uh, we're hurting for audience members, so I'm gonna let him. I'm gonna give him a shot. All right. And so uh, the next comedian goes up, my friend Narn Van. And uh, you know Narn is like this. This is the thing. Every comedian notices this when somebody like this comes in, and they go, "This this is gonna be a battle." with this one person that's what i know is this person is going to take over an enormous chunk of what the show becomes about which sucks when you're a comedian by the way because the hope like for me what i would like is <clears throat> to be able to like work on and refine material there's a coffee grinder in the background it's like an npr episode inside of a a kitchen you know um you want to be able to like work on stuff. It would be like, it's like, uh, imagine if you're at like the gym and you're trying to like, you're trying to work on your running form on a treadmill. By the way, this is a, probably a very bad analogy for what it's like to be at a gym. I don't know if you all know, but I don't go to the gym very often. Okay. <clears throat> but you're trying to work on your form, your breathing technique, your, your, uh, cardiovascular, aptitude and somebody comes up and they won't stop talking to you that would be very annoying right we can all agree on that and so naren makes naren's pretty good at like you know thinking on his feet crowd work etc so he does fine um this guy is annoying but naren does fine i made like one jab at the dude after uh, after naren got off stage and then closing out the show was another friend of mine named Lisa Wallen, who is, um, she's a famous, semi-famous, locally famous. I don't, I'm trying to say this in a way that doesn't diminish it because her following on social media and, and through her other creative endeavors is substantially larger than mine. So I'm not, I'm not minimizing, but she is like famous on Twitch and for streaming and she's like, but she's not, uh, I mean, she didn't draw, she drew one third of the original audience. Uh, and the, this podcast drew the other two. So she's, she's doing all right. So she goes up 
And I, this is like a common, um, I've, I've had several conversations with, I've actually been very lucky to work with some really great women who do comedy. <clears throat> and uh, women deal with stuff that's different from what men deal with because audiences treat women differently. First off, in general, I think audiences just, some, some people, and I can say this because I've heard people say this explicitly, some people just do not like female comedians. And not like in a way that they're like, I hate female comedians. They're like, yeah, I just would never buy a ticket to see a female comedian. And that's like unfortunate. Some of the, some of the, I think the most fun weekend I've, a couple of the most fun weekends I've ever had doing comedy were I opened for a past podcast guest, Megan Gailey. And then I hosted for past podcast guest, uh, Monica Nevy, both road weekends where like, you know, when it's, when I do a show that's close to home, pretty, pretty much I'm going like right after the show, I'm just going home. <clears throat> I'm going to go, I, I have this rule. I actually, um, in Sam talent's book, burning the light, running the light. One of those is the name of a comedian named Quincy Jones is special. And the other one is the name of Sam Talent's book. But in Sam Talent's book, he talks about there's this dude Billy Ray Schaefer is the is the main character of the book, and he talks about early on in his comedy career he used to at the end of a you know he'd be he'd get done performing and he'd immediately start uh, returning home to his wife and children, and that's kind of the way that I am. By the way, that doesn't end great for Billy Ray Schaefer, so. He doesn't, he doesn't maintain that level of uh, devotion his whole life. But that's kind of the way that I am. Like, uh, if I have a show that's close to home, I will, I'll pretty much just go home right after the show. But when I'm on the road, that's not an option. So I, I've pretty much limited, limited my partying, any kind of partying to Friday night. Usually Thursday I'll be pretty tired because there's some travel involved. Friday I'm not worried. I won't, I won't do it Saturday night because again I'm trying to wake up as early as I can or potentially leave after the Saturday night show if it's drivable. And so uh, I've had great weekends working with women, but but audience audiences and audience members deal with women differently. I did a show with Monica Nevy many years ago. <clears throat> me and another male opener and uh after the show there were men that were like hitting on her and the same amount of men talking to me and the other opener but they were hitting on her and they were asking me and the other opener how to get into comedy that's like to me the that's like we've we've to me that exemplifies the difference in how women get treated in comedy versus how men get treated so so um Lisa's doing material and this guy is enjoying it, but in a way that's like enthusiastic. He's, this guy seems like he's taken some, uh, non-pharmaceutical narcotics. If, if you catch my drift, Naren said that he was smoking off of tin foil before the show. He said that to his face and the guy laughed, which makes me tend to think that he might've been smoking off of tin foil. Um, <clears throat> By the way, I'm recording this in the morning because I forgot that I had started doing uh, two a week and that this is the day. This is the release date. 
Um, okay, so Lisa's on stage. She's talking. He's talking. She's dealing with it fine. It's again, we all knew this guy was going to be annoying. He's been annoying for everybody. I think he's like, you know, 125% as annoying for Lisa as he is was for Naren. Some of that is probably because he treats um, women in comedy different than men. But some of it is probably because he's uh, he's either whatever substance he's been abusing, he's ramping up on, or, uh, or you know, people get like people who are like that are going to get bored of the show. He needs the show to be about him. And so he's doing things. He's also, by the way, this is like not a great sales pitch for coming to the show, but I promise you that this guy won't be in the showroom next time. Uh, And you'll understand why by the end of this. He's like sneezing, which is in, that's like screaming the N word in 2021. Like he's sneezing and coughing. And I think most of the people in the room are vaccinated, probably all of them. I don't know. It doesn't really, I'm not, I'm not checking vaccine records at the door. I'm vaccinated. Um, I think every comic was vaccinated for sure, but I'm not like particularly worried about this. I will say I did put on my mask after a part of this and I'll, t- I'll tell you the part, the part. So he, uh, this guy keeps interacting with Lisa. He's praising her. He like, um, you know, very like vo- increasingly vocally. He needs more attention. He's not getting enough attention for his his praise of Lisa. And then she finally she says a joke, and he stands up, takes two steps onto the stage to give her a high five, and Lisa handles it great. She goes, she points at him. She takes like one step back and goes. Get off my stage. This is my stage, not your stage. Sit down. And he sits down, but he's been scolded. He's a puppy, and he's been scolded. I'm going to feed my dog on this podcast also. He's been scolded, so he's got to pout about it. He can't possibly acknowledge his own... This is the... By the way, if you listen to the last episode, part of the thing with all this stuff is that this dude's embarrassed. He just got humiliated in front of his... Girlfriend, but he walked into this room where nobody else is doing that. It's not like there's a there's a, a high five line going on and he's getting excluded. No one else is behaving this way. <clears throat> and uh, so, anyways, I was sitting in the back of the room. It's not a very big room, but at this point, I was like, "Well, I'm at least gonna stand." And then I slowly, I kind of like crept my way towards the stage where I would say I was like a like a one step or two steps away from being able to intervene if necessary, thinking there was no reason I would, I would there's no way this guy's going to do some shit like this again. There's no way. And then he's pretty good for like seven minutes, still won't shut up. He did the thing where like, like I said, he was pouting. So Lisa's like, making jokes and he's like you know gesturing like i i don't this isn't exactly it but this is the spirit of it it would be like he's like zipping his lips like he can't talk like this is by the way this is a perfect example of if you ever read a comedy club review which you should check these out they're always funny but when people are like i was just laughing no they were an asshole 
and part of what they were doing was laughing, but the majority, the most noticeable thing was something else. So to this guy, he thinks he's been scolded out of enjoying a comedy show, but the only thing he's been scolded out of is stepping onto the goddamn stage. So he's doing all, and she looks at him, Lisa looks at him, and she goes, and I'm sure she'll tell this story somewhere. Uh, I'm actually, I have video of the show, so hopefully I look uh, good on this video. Because um, she's like, you can laugh, just don't come on stage. And he's like, I'm like big demonstrative thing. And then he goes and he, he goes out to the rest of the bar, leaves the showroom. But then he comes back in. And it's the whole time his lady doesn't leave, she doesn't... She's great, by the way. She's like a great audience member, but she doesn't leave. She doesn't uh, apologize for him. She doesn't She doesn't seem particularly embarrassed. It might be the methamphetamine running, running through her veins. Their veins, their, their shared veins. Um, and he comes back in, and then she says something about like, uh, it was like a dirty joke, an anatomically dirty joke. I don't remember what it exactly was, and I feel like if I don't remember what it exactly was, I shouldn't speculate on what she was talking about. But she made like an anatomically dirty joke, and he goes, he stands up, he's got like a Jack and Coke in his in a pint glass in his hand, and he goes to step on the stage again, and then does the thing where he like stepped short, he misses the stage. So he stumbles and spills like a quarter of his drink. He looks like an asshole. By this time I've got my arm around his, my, I've got my arms around like his chest or his waist and I'm pushing him towards the door and he's going, well, she could say that, but I can't be on that goddamn stage. And it's like, yeah, you fucking idiot. Well, first off, this is, this dude isn't thinking rationally, obviously, right? This guy's a, I think he's an addict, but more than anything, I think he's an attention whore. And he's not getting attention. I said last episode that it's always white women. For some reason, it's always white women. Here's an exception. It's methed out white dudes also. But if I was on stage, I don't think you would have come on stage. That's a difference between the way male and female comedians are treated. Because if I was on stage and he comes on stage, I present a threat of physical violence. Now, Lisa might be able to kick my ass. But in terms of mass, if he's just uh, if he's just making an assessment based on his life and experiences, I'm probably more likely to be able to beat his ass. So I shove him out the door, and he's, and then his lady just stays the rest of the show. And so I went up and I did. Uh, at the end, I was like, "Hey, please come back next week with a different date." Um. We'd love to have you back. We do this every Wednesday. Uh, we'd love to have you back, not that piece of shit that you were with. And so I hope they're uh, married and that they overdosed last night. Um, that's it. That's that's going to be the whole podcast for this episode. Uh, follow me at the Casey McLean. Come see me. I will be in Montana, October 27th through 30th. Um, uh, Townsend. Helena, Billings, Bozeman, all those cities, either Townsend or Livingston. I've literally been mixing that up. I've put out like a promo video and I fucked up which one, whether it was Townsend or, or, uh, Bill or, um, Livingston. So come on out. That's going to be 
fun and then i'm headlining the sunday is at last best comedy club in bozeman brand new comedy club maybe maybe i've i've talked about it on this podcast a lot but i'm trying to record a chunk of material about having a kid and maybe that's the place maybe last best comedy club in bozeman montana is gonna be the place and then after that, November 11th and 12th, I will be in Lincoln City, Oregon. Uh, November 18th through 20th, Tacoma Comedy Club, opening for Andy Woodhull. Uh, November 26th through 29th, I think, I will be, or 28th, I will be at Spokane Comedy Club with J.P. Sears. Those are going to be wild fucking shows, by the way. Post-Thanksgiving, a bunch of... A bunch of libertarian or right of libertarian people in Spokane in their natural habitat. That's going to be wild. I'm going to film all these shows. So we want one of these shows should be where this this material comes from. My goal is to get it to the guy that I plan on having edit it um, and have it release the first week of January. But there is the one caveat to that is the uh, as, as I announced on the last episode. On uh, December 30th through January 1st, all three nights, I will be opening for Steve Renazisi at Summit City Comedy Club, a brand new comedy club in Fort Wayne, Indiana. If you know anyone in Indiana, tell them to come and check me out. Check out, oh, I just farted in the background. I wonder if you'll be able to hear it. <laughs> tell them to come on out. I, um, I'm going to be spending a lot of time away from my family, so come make it worth it. Thank you for listening to this podcast. And I will talk to you soon.